one-on-one now. You can throw to anybody on this play. He's one-on-one up top right here. One more time to decide it. Listening to the Full Ten Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. We welcome you into Full Ten Yards Podcast Week Seven Fast Approaching. How are you all doing? You okay? Show for you today, we have a bit of news, we've got all your injury reports ahead of week seven, we're going to look through every game, look at the fantasy perspective of those games and where, uh, you know, who to sit, who to start uh, in our two minute drill and we're also going to look at electing to, to punt. So, been relegated to the bedroom today, um, bought some bought some rabbits this week, so uh, obviously they are now our children, so unfortunately I've been relegated to the bedroom. So if you hear cars going past, I do apologise, so... Let's move on uh, with the show. Let's start with the news. Just before we get into the news, so if you want to get in touch with the show, you can get us on Twitter at Full10Yards. You can uh, mail, mail us at Full10Yards at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and soon to be on iTunes and all the rest of your podcast distributors. So news, not really much news between, obviously I did a podcast Wednesday and and today, it's more about injuries really, to be honest, on this show. So let's start off with the, obviously the Thursday night game there. Uh, Marshawn Lynch obviously was ejected from the game. He has a one game suspension next week. Uh, but I think it's about time really that you can probably let go of Marshawn. So we've been saying it for a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm sure all the other podcasts you, you listen to as well, if you, if you do, that they've all been saying that as well. But, you know, certainly Jalen Rashad got a decent workload. Um, obviously, mainly filling after, after Lynch left, but he's the most talented running back on, on that roster there. So, it's like, so you're not really going to be, as the weeks go by, you're not going to be getting much for Marshawn from a trade perspective. And, you know, you're not really going to cut him either, to be honest, but he's he's going to burn. He's going to be burning a bench spot for most of you, you Marshawn Lynch owners out there. Uh, another one, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. The NFL have tried to speed things up in this process where they're asking for a decision uh, next week. Obviously, it was it was looking likely that Zeke was going to play the first uh, two games, these two games coming up, uh, before a, a ruling was going to be decided. But the, they filed a motion that, that they want a decision as, as quick as next Tuesday, I believe it is. So could be interesting to see how that one plays out and uh, you know I, th- I think it, the writing's on the wall a little bit here I think for Zeke he's, he's just going to miss six going to miss those six games um which obviously what we now week seven he's going to miss the rest of the the regular season for you fantasy owners uh, and we'll come back for the playoffs so be interesting to see how how that all plays out the other other bit of news obviously uh, Andrew Luck uh, suffered a setback this week uh, and has a, had a cortisone injection so it's looking like he's he's not going to play at all this season. Um, you know, if you, when when we drafted him back in back in August, back in even as early as July, especially in best ball leagues, you know, you've you've just wasted a spot on there for him. And I, as I say, I'd be very surprised if he comes back this season. But you know, they've got they've got a fine deputy in Jacoby Brissett. Uh, you know, he's he's obviously not an Andrew Luck, but you know, it, it, something that has never seemed right this season for Andrew Luck and the Colts and. Whether or not they've just been telling lies all season is is is, is possible. 
Uh, but I think you say I think luck is pretty much is droppable now to be quite honest because of course injections they're they're going to take at least a month, you know it's a couple of weeks where he has just has to rest it and let it set, then you know he's got to get back into practicing. Yeah, you know, he's he, the guy's not played for nearly every nearly a year now. You know, come come a month or two down the line. So yeah, I just drop him. I think you're not you're not going to get any weeks out of him. And you know even if he came back for the first the last two weeks of the season or even the the fantasy playoffs. You know, are you going to play him? I, I don't think I can, because uh, you, you you know you, there's no timetable for a return. You don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back, and there's going to be rust there. Just like Cam Newton, look at Cam Newton this season. So, yeah, you know, he didn't he didn't throw a ball for the most of most part of this year. So, and he's he struggled for the first couple of weeks. So yeah, I think you can just you can drop Andrew Luck. Thursday night football was a bit of a crazy game. Just to have a, have a have a recap on that. Obviously, Mark Crabtree with the the last gaps touchdown there after a couple of defensive penalties extended the game by a couple of plays, but it was a that was a crazy game and it was a big game for the Oakland Raiders. It'd be interesting to see now if they've turned the corner and obviously Amari Cooper absolutely blew up in that game, went for over 200 yards and two touchdowns. So for those that kept faith in Amari Cooper, were rewarded. So let's look at the uh, injury reports this week. So there's quite a few injuries actually. It's not I've never known a season to have so many injuries. Uh, where you know really bad, really bad injuries, to to the point where a couple of players might be even sitting out. So let's start with Jacksonville. Leonard Fournette hasn't obviously he's been absent from training all week. He is he looks likely he's going to miss this game. So if Ivory Chris Ivory is on your waivers, go pick him up and plug him in. But again, just just watch the injury report around five o'clock uh, UK time. But he obviously he's out with an ankle injury and yeah. I, I, Looks looks like you know Fournette's been saying all week that he'll he'll be okay to go, but again just check that injury report an hour prior to the game there. So moving on to an AFC South team, Tennessee Delaney Walker set out Friday practice, but should be okay. And Demarco Murray hamstring might might sit this game. Uh, he was limited on Friday, but there's been a lot of talk about Derek Henry uh, getting the bulk of the carries here and the bulk of the workload. So you might see if Murray does play, I think you might see him play. Uh, a quarter or so, and then that'll probably be it. Then they're against the Cleveland Browns, so if they get ten to thirteen points up, it's just going to be a, a Derek Henry game. So if you're if you're a Demarco Murray owner, I think you sit him today. But more on that when we go through those. James Winston, uh, full practice on Friday, but he's done anything but fr- throw the ball. I think uh, from what I read from reports. So, uh, but I don't think you're going to be playing Winston in Buffalo uh, away. So they then coming off a bye. So. Uh, Andre Ellington, Arizona Cardinals, uh, sit out, sat out on Thursday and Friday with a quad injury. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with obviously Ellington there now that Adrian Peterson is in Arizona. Jeremy Macklin ha- for the Baltimore Raven- Ravens has been limited all week. Um, he's probably a game time decision uh, again in in this matchup against Minnesota. You're not you're not really starting him against that that offense and uh, that defense. Sorry, and the way that. Joe Flacco's moved the ball this year. I think he averages about 180 odd yards per game, which is just ridiculously poor from a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, Minnesota, Stefan Diggs and Sam Bradford have both been ruled out in that game against the Baltimore Ravens. So Adam Thielen obviously is going to be the main beneficiary there and Kyle Rudolph uh, with the case of Keenan. But again, it's a tough defence there with, with Baltimore. They bought more on the road. They're not the great great away team. So, But I think you can start Thielen with, with confidence. Moving to Carolina, Kelvin Benjamin was a full practice on Friday with uh, obviously a knee injury. I think he should be okay to go. Another uh, non-fantasy relevant player. 
uh, well, indirectly, he is. Ryan Khalil, the centre there for the Carolina Panthers, should return in that game. So you should find that Jay, Jonathan Stewart might be able to get a few, few more, bit more production out of that run game there. But we shall see on that one. Keenan Allen, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, shoulder set out on Friday, which is a bit worrying. Obviously, he was added to the injury report. We're interested to see what happens with this one. Uh, obviously, it'd probably be good to go, but if he misses any time, Mike Williams be the the guy that steps up there. Obviously, coming back last week. Staying with the Chargers, uh, Melvin Gordon, shoulder, has been limited all week, but should be okay in this one. He's another, another. I think that's just the the consequence of having heavy workloads the last couple of weeks. You know, the amount of touches Melvin Gordon's had, and he, he's been pretty much carried the team on the back. So it wouldn't, be, wouldn't surprise me that the uh, Philip Rivers maybe throws a bit more in this game. Obviously, it's uh, against Denver, but uh, obviously they, they don't want to be injuring Melvin Gordon because then that make that team a bit more one-dimensional. So, uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, Willie Sneed, hamstring still limited this week. Again, I don't think you, you're going to play him from a fantasy perspective. I think you need to see one week of him him as a full go. So, Tekken will look to improve and, and build on his, his good performance last week. Uh, in Seattle, CJ Protice and uh, ankle should return. Uh, for the game against away to the Giants, um, another guy with an ankle injury, Sterling, Sterling Shepard's been limited all week, but ah, interesting one this one with Sterling Shepard. I think the Giants one and five, uh, they have no one, no one at wide receiver, and they pum- pummeled uh, Evan Ingram last week. But the thing is, New York Giants, I don't think obviously they're not really going to do much this season. They'll be lucky to get more than four wins, I think. But uh, they've got a bye next week, so I think I think that. Wouldn't surprise me if they just rest Sterling Shepard this week and then give him two weeks to heal, and then come back and then and then have a run because you know Seattle's obviously a, a hard game to play as well. They're quite heavy and quite heavy hitting and quite a bruising matchup. So again, check the injury report on Sterling Shepard for that one. Uh, Jordan Matthews obviously been out with a thumb injury the last couple of weeks. He was a full practice all week, so should be good to return for Buffalo. Um, in a very very uh, depleted wide receiving core there in in Buffalo, so. Uh, finally, Denver, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, ankle injury. I think he's out for this game, which was likely, and it could sound like he's he's going to miss uh, one or two weeks with with that injury there. So Demarius Thomas uh, is obviously going to be one of the main one of the main targets there in that offense for Trevor Simeon. Uh, I think he was quite he was limited as well this week, Trevor Simeon. So just again, just be careful on, on that one. Uh, Brock Osweiler obviously ugh, will will be coming in if Simeon misses any time. The other beneficiary in, in that in that offense there would be potentially Benny Fowler. So, say so against the Chargers, they, they they have a decent pass defense. So, but Benny Fowler, I think should, should especially in PPR, should get to see a few targets in that game. So, that's your news and your injury reports for Week Seven. So, let's get into those matchups. So, just gonna have a quick run through here. Obviously, it's uh, early Sunday morning, so. But I want to want to get this thing out and uh, and and to you guys. So let's start Tampa Bay at Buffalo. McCoy uh, he's not actually scored a touchdown this season, uh, but obviously he's had quite a lot of volume. So he's not really he's kind of gone under the radar a little bit, and it's good it's good uh, spot for McCoy here uh, versus Tampa Bay. They've they've been gashed. They got gashed in the last couple of weeks. So and McCoy's faced quite a few tough defenses, and McCoy's stats doesn't really look too appealing this this year so far. Forty two averages forty two point three rush yards per game, two point six yards per carry. So Buffalo are off the bye, so they, I think obviously at home they should they should put up a, a win here against Tampa Bay, um, and I say McCoy should get in the end zone. 
Um, Bills, nice stat here. Buffalo Bills are the first ranked um, scoring defense. They've only allowed 14.8 yards, uh, 14.8 points per game. So it could be a tough game, especially with Winston nursing injury. If obviously Winston can't go, Fitzpatrick will deputize for him. So from a fantasy perspective, you want to be starting Sean McCoy. I think Tyra Taylor's in a nice spot as well. Uh, Jordan Matthews probably in a flex, uh, you know, because he might may not be a hundred percent, but obviously with that thumb injury. But from a Tampa Bay pot, uh, side of view, starting Doug Martin, probably starting Mike Evans despite the tough matchup. Cameron Bray just because the tight ends, the tight ends this year are obviously bad, so he's obviously scored a touchdown in the last couple of games as well. So probably sit Sean Jackson maybe obviously you only need really one play for Sean Jackson to, to get some decent points but maybe maybe flex him if you're if you're struggling a bit you've only got obviously two weak teams on a bye this week so um that is your Tampa Bay at Buffalo let's move on to Carolina at Chicago Christian McCaffrey uh, interesting set leads uh, all running backs with targets with 50 and receptions with 37 I think it's a good matchup between two good defenses here so it could be quite a low scorer uh, and I certainly expect uh McCaffrey to be overloaded again this this game. Um, it'd be interesting to see if you know Kelvin Benjamin plays. If he doesn't, uh, Devin Funchess will obviously step up and, and you probably see a bit more production for Ed Dixon. If Benjamin does go, I say I think it's not going to be overly high scoring this one. So you have got two good defenses here. Uh, like I say in the in the news there, Ryan Cleal was back for Carolina, so hopefully they'll they'll go with the run game and Cam Newton probably do a bit of running as well. So fantasy wise, you're obviously going to be starting Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, um, probably uh, start Devin Funches with with confidence if Kelvin is lim- limited, but it always seems to be one or two with those that that produce from a, from fantasy there if if they're both on the field. Uh, Ed Dixon, I think obviously he's a low end streaming tight tight end for this week. So from Chicago side of the ball, I'm not starting any wide receivers. I'm not starting Mitch Trubisky, um, Jordan Howard. Uh, you're obviously going to be starting because he's going to get the volume. I think if 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 Carolina get ahead in this game, Tariq Cohen obviously I know he threw a touchdown last week, kind of glosses over the fact that he's not had much involvement in the last couple of weeks but I think Tariq Cohen could potentially have you know because the the run defense of Carolina um is pretty stout although just a just a quick mention obviously Luke Keekley uh, I think he might actually be out in this game so Chicago may get a bit of a bit of joy on the ground there so I, I wouldn't be I know quite a lot of experts are a bit worried about starting Cohen this week I'd probably be okay with flexing him if you are a bit if you are struggling at running back um or in obviously in the flex position so Tennessee at Cleveland is next one up. Uh, like I said, in the, in the in the top of the show there, expect Derek Henry to get a, he- a heavy workload there all, all game, especially if they get out to an early league early lead. I think you can probably start all wide receivers, but it's hard to to predict which one's going to go off. Obviously, Eric Decker had a nice game last week with with a decent yardage and decent receptions. Obviously, you've got Delaney Walker there, Rashad Matthews, and uh, Taylor Taylor. I think could start to to see a bit more involvement in that offense. But I think, like I say, I think they're just going to sort the clock once they get into a 14-point lead or so. Um, Marietta, I don't know, obviously, if he's got any, if he's fully healed from the hamstring injury. For Cleveland, uh, Kyle, Sean Kaiser obviously back at QB, uh, which could obviously could go bad, and I wouldn't, he wouldn't even be surprised to see Kevin Hogan come back into the game if if he throws a couple of picks because it's, it's just it's just an absolute mess there in in Cleveland. But uh, fantasy wise, you're going to be firing up uh, Mariota, Derek Henry, and the wide receivers there for Tennessee. Demarco Murray again, watch the injury report, but I think you can probably sit him from the Cleveland side of the ball. I think just Duke Johnson, and that'd be about it. If they if they keep it close. 
if Miles if Mar- if Garrett gets gets a bit of pressure on Mario to maybe uh, gives uh, Isaiah Crowell some, some decent touches, um, but he's not, again not been overly efficient this year. But yeah, at some point you've got to cut cut the umbilical cord with him. So one of the games of the week, New Orleans travel to Lambeau, uh, Green Bay. I think it's a good spot for New Orleans, uh, especially Kamara. Um, after obviously McKinnon, uh, Jarrett McKinnon gashed Green Bay last week uh, in uh, in Minnesota. New Orleans average 184.15 scrimmage yards. Uh, running back Cesar Kamara and obviously a bit of Peterson and uh, Mark Ingram. Last week they went versus Detroit. They went for 237 yards off 44 touches. So obviously that was game script. Uh, they got out to a big lead, so they just ran the clock down and they, they were very productive. So I don't expect them to obviously hit them. That's probably the highest watermark that you'll get for those guys. But just shows you that I think that New Orleans will probably dial up a lot of run against Green Bay. Um, like I say obviously they, they're not the greatest of defenses. So for Green Bay side, all eyes will obviously be on Brett Hunley. Um, obviously, can he fill out the big, probably the biggest boots in the NFL? Um, obviously, he knows the offense has been there three years. Mike McCarthy's been grooming him, so you know I don't expect him to be a rabbit in headlights, uh, which obviously topical gets since I got rabbits this week, but uh, pun wasn't intended there. Fancy Randall Cobb to have a good game here. I've had a, had a side bet with one of my one of my friends that I think Randall Cobb would be the 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 uh, wide receiver with uh, I think it was in standard with the highest fantasy points this week over you know Martellus Bennett, Jordy Nelson, Devonte Adams. So I just just think uh, Saints are a bit soft over the middle and the corners of, of the Saints are uh, Crawley and uh, the other guy name escapes me at the moment, but they're, they're quite underrated. So I think New Orleans will put a lot of pressure on Green Bay to to throw the ball. So. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens obviously in the backfield there you've got Montgomery and Jones but I think uh, Aaron Jones will take the bulk of the carries there so I think Saints go in obviously they're five point uh, obviously we cover this in the in the election to pump but New Orleans are the five point favourites there which I thought was quite high actually I think they're, they're kind of overcompensating the the fact obviously Hanley's in there but it is a poor Packers defence but I, th- I think in Lambeau I think you, you take the points there, but we, we shall see. Interesting stat is it's it's on Sunday. It is fourteen hundred days, so one thousand four hundred days exactly since a Aaron Rodgers uh, did not lead the Green Bay Packers quarterback. Uh, last starter was obviously Matt Flynn back in I think twenty thirteen. So fourteen hundred days since uh, non Aaron non Aaron Rodgers starting quarterback for uh, Green Bay there. So it'd be interesting to see how they get on against the Saints. Big AFC matchup here, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Big, big AFC game. Uh, again, like I say, all evolves around Leonard Fournette, to be quite honest. If if he misses, go and get Chris Ivory because he's more than likely going to be on your waivers. Colts defense giving up the third most points, uh, sorry, the third most pass yards this year. So what that means for Blake Bortles and, and co, probably not. Not too much, but it's, it's a good spot for them, uh, especially if, if Fournette misses. They'll probably part, they will pass a bit more. Chris Ivory is obviously had a, had a nice receiving game last week out of the backfield there. So um, obviously you've got defense there, Jags. They're one of the best defenses in the league. So temper expectations for your wide receivers there, Ty Hilton. He's not had a, never had a, a good a good game against the Jalen Ramsey or AJ Boye. Obviously AJ Boye was at Houston. Obviously in another AFC South. Uh, team, but you know, yeah, he was had a really bad performance last week, so maybe they they try and target him a little bit. But again, just just be aware that obviously this Jack, Jacksonville defense uh, will get pressure on Brissett and T Y Hilton and Dom Moncrief are not going to be able to get too far down the field. So from a fantasy perspective, I'm not really starting anyone much from this game. I think obviously Fournette 
you've got to check the injury report if he's if he's not if he's active then you know obviously you're going to start him but obviously you just just beware obviously that ankle injury may he may come out of the game if it takes a hit frank gore i think is is pretty safe in this one jacksonville rush defense is is not as good as maybe the past defense but it's not really obviously you start the jacksonville defense but could even start the Indianapolis defense, maybe, especially if Fournette's out. So it could be a low-scoring one this one. Um, but yeah, that, that game doesn't really excite me. It's just an interesting game because it's obviously a, a, a divisional matchup. So moving to the London game, Arizona at uh, Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, this is the Twickenham game. Uh, Adrian Peterson will become the first player to ever play two London games in one season, uh, which has been a strange season for AP this year. But um, this is a bad Arizona O-line. Um, Aaron Donald obviously be looking forward to pass rushing that that, that O line there and second Carson Palmer. Patrick Peterson I think should play obviously travel with the team, but Goff's uh, this Arizona defense doesn't really doesn't really bother me. Obviously Jared Goff has a nice a bit of a nicer matchup than he's faced the last two weeks. Obviously he's played Seattle and Jacksonville, so it'd be interesting to see how how he gets on. Uh, again I think th- this could be a sneaky high scoring one. Uh, both defenses I don't I think flattered to deceive a little bit and uh, John Brown was finally taken off the injury injury report hallelujah um so from a fantasy perspective here I think you can you can start you can start a few in this one but they're not gonna be high high ceiling um returns for you so obviously you're starting two running backs there Adrian Peterson Todd Gurley I think you sit Andre Ellington for the time being wide receiver Rams wide receivers you can probably play but again there's only going to be one maybe two that 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 get any decent production for you because it always seems to funnel into one per game so I think they scheme each each week to week so could be Cup could be Woods could be Watkins I very much doubt it'd be Watkins though but we, we shall see Leonard Fournette again. Check the injury report if he's if he's active. You got to play him. Chris Ivory might be worth a flex play if if even if Fournette is active. Um, and obviously all the um, Arizona wide receivers, Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown. I think you can probably both start with confidence. But the other two, Jerome Brown and JJ Nelson, potentially not maybe JJ Nelson. Uh, obviously on the, on a deep shot there. So. We shall see you in that game, London. So moving on to AFC East, uh, New York Jets. The three and three New York Jets travel to Miami. Dolphins are uh, interesting set here. Dolphins have given up the most receptions to tight ends, so another decent game in store for Austin Sphere and Jenkins. I think it's a good spot for Jay Ajayi, though he did struggle in week three versus the Jets, where he only had, uh, I think he had 16, was it 16 rushes for 11 yards or something? 11 rushes. 11 rushes for 16 yards, I think sounds about right. So... Uh, but, it, but again, potentially another nice spot for Jay here. Uh, had a nice game last week. I think he topped over 100 yards. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how the Jets play against this Miami uh, rush D. They've been the fourth best in fo- uh, rush yards allowed. So I'm staying well clear of any of the New York Jets running backs there. Because there's mainly because there's three of them and they're all pretty mediocre in this offense. But Forte, uh, Maguire, and obviously Blau Powell might 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 come back. So. Um, yeah, Miami rush defense have only given up 80.4 yards per game uh, on the defense there. So, from a fantasy perspective, I'm only starting Jared Jai, Sophia Jenkins, and Jarvis Landry because I think Devontae Parker could be out again. Uh, but Kenny Steele's might get a might get a nice long touchdown in this game. So, I uh, wouldn't certainly put you off putting him in uh, flex if you're if you're struggling. So, uh, and or in deeper leagues. So, uh, moving on to potentially the 
ugliest or grossest game of the week. Baltimore at Minnesota. Like I say, at the top of the show, Stefan Diggs and Sam Bradford have been ruled out for this game, so defences should eat in this one. Uh, obviously, you're starting both defences anyway, but expect uh, Minnesota to just run the ball all game. Uh, and, and same with Baltimore, to be quite honest. I think both quarterbacks may struggle to get the ball moving in this one, but certainly Adam Thielen should see a nice stat line come the end. Uh, and to be honest, I think the, the only person that I'm going to be starting in this game is Jarek McKinnon. Uh, and Adam Thielen, I don't really, I'm not really going to be starting anyone else because the de- defense is just going to be a defensive battle in here. So uh, I think I don't, I'm not going to spend any more time on this game because it's going to be low scoring and ugly. So moving on to the later games, Dallas travel off the at back of their bye to San Francisco. Like I say, I think you can put, I think you can start absolutely everyone in this game. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's obviously obviously going to be on the field, uh, but you have to wonder all this off field commotion, you know, is it going to affect him? You'd, you'd expect it would do, but I think from a Dallas perspective, surely he's back, so that would help their defence, their struggling defence, but they're going to, they could get beat uh, in the secondary there, so expect Pierre Garçon to have a nice, a nice lot of the receptions, George Kitt will probably get a few receptions as well, but Dallas perspective, I think you're just going to get a Dak and Des overload. Cole Beasley could have a nice, nice game in this spot, uh, the, in the slot, they, the San Fran get, get roasted by the the slot guys so uh, obviously the big one for San Francisco uh, CJ Beathard is going to be starting at quarterback so interesting obviously he always already has a rapport with with George Kittle um so could see quite a lot of targets going going his way from from Beathard uh, San Francisco allow receive have allowed receivers to go for over a thousand yards uh, so far this season in in six games so obviously that's that's I certainly expect Des Bryant to have a to have a hundred yard game there and, and a touch, so he's one of my starts of the week. Um, from a from a yeah, say from a fantasy perspective, I don't think you can start defenses to be honest. Uh, you start in Zeke, you start in Des Dak, uh, and pretty much all the wide receivers to be honest, uh, all the all the main protagonists in this game, and obviously Carlos Hyde. Dallas usually struggle against against the the running backs that can catch out the out the backfield as well. So so I think this will be a high scoring one as well. So I think whoever you start, obviously Jason Witten as well. There just to mention uh, from a PPR, he'll probably get a few targets as well. But I think you can pretty much start everyone with confidence in that game. So another big divisional game we have Cincinnati tra- uh, traveling to Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. I so say this one could be could be a low scorer. Obviously last time Pittsburgh played at home, they lost capitulated against the Jags so um, yeah the storyline for me on this one is Pittsburgh's past defence versus AJ Green although you know Pittsburgh have been very good on, on defence this year especially past defence they've AJ Green's usually been had had good games against Pittsburgh so it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how this one this one turns out but it could be a low scoring one this one um, Pittsburgh are quite up and down this season as are, as are Cincinnati so uh, it's good good game to watch probably not a good game to bet on but uh, I'm obviously going to be starting Le'Veon Bell, uh, Antonio Brown, AJ Green, and Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon could be have a good spot for Joe Mixon here. Obviously, off the back of a bye, he's the main lead back there now. So I, I traded for him in one of my leagues. I fully expect him to to go off this week, and he, he obviously going for the next couple of weeks. He's got a few nice matchups. So um, interesting stat here for Pittsburgh. Obviously, it just shows how how much they funnel Le'Veon Bell and Brown. They've accounted for sixty percent. Uh, 65% of the total yards in that offense, which is about just over 1,400 yards of the just over 2,100 uh, total yards in that offense, and they've accounted for 70% of the touches as well, totaling 212 of the 302 offensive touches in that 
offense. So if you shut one of them down, obviously they go to the other one as well. But if you're able to keep both of those quiet, you're you're usually going to win against Pittsburgh. So obviously you've got Martavis Bryant's troubles. So I'm sitting Martavis in this game. Juju, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think you can probably probably flex if you're if you're struggling. But his you know his his involvement in the offense has grown over the last couple of weeks. So. Uh, another AFC West game, Denver travel to the Chargers. Uh, another game where, same with the the Miami Dolphins and the Jets. It's quite strange how they've both played each other twice in the first seven weeks of the, of the season. You think it's quite strange. I never know how they do the schedules in in the league because you always find that with the NFC East as well, where you know Dallas will always play either one of those team other other teams in that division once uh, once and then three weeks later I don't don't really get it myself but I don't I don't obviously I don't know how they they sort the scheduling out but anyway that's enough of my rambling on um what we got here Denver LA Chargers so obviously since since Denver have uh, absolutely smashed Dallas at, at home they've not really uh, done very well 14 uh, points per game obviously no Sanders in this game Simeon with a shoulder injury is struggling Benny Fowler could be a good stream if Simeon is able to go, but I, I'm not really starting anyone from Denver in, in this game, apart from CJ Anderson or uh, Demarius Thomas, but I'd even I'd temper Demarius Thomas if, if Brock Osweiler comes in. You'd, uh, if Brock Osweiler starts, obviously go and get AJ Darby, the uh, tight end there, but they've got a couple of tight ends, so again, I'd even be worried about starting those. So uh, Chargers, not really got a great rush defence, but it'd be interesting to see... Uh, how how they, they fare against Denver here? That I think uh, they'll, they'll get quite a lot of sacks on on Trevor Simeon. And from a Denver perspective, I'm interested to see the uh, running back committee there. Obviously, C. Jansen is has been a bit up and down every week. You know, is he the lead back? Is he not? And obviously, Devonte Booker had a nice week last week. Uh, obviously, you've got Jamal Charles in there as well, who's looked good on on his touches this season. Uh, one stat for you on this one: uh, Philip Rivers is three and eleven since Von Miller was drafted for the, the Broncos. So not a great not a great record there for the Chargers. And it's also probably um, a disadvantage that the Chargers are at home. You probably want the the Chargers. They play quite well in Denver, um, and obviously they're not really getting much home support. So you, you, again, you'd expect it to be quite neutral in the Coliseum. So just to, to run over the uh, fantasy starters here, I, th- I think you can probably start CJ Anderson. Uh, Demarius Thomas, obviously, you're not going to have many more better options, so you're obviously starting him. Benny Fowler, I think, if you, if you want if you need to stream, uh, not that you should be struggling on buys this week because there's only, so there's only two teams. Uh, from a LA Chargers, Melvin Gordon, I think you're starting, and probably just Hunter Henry, and just obviously watch Keenan Allen as well, but that, that Denver defense, obviously, is generally quite good, but not, they've, they've struggled against obviously uh, Evan Ingram last week and not, not obviously the force they were so it'd be interesting to see how this one plays out uh, last I think is this the last Monday yeah last late later game Seattle uh, travel to New Jersey MetLife Stadium to tra- play the Giants this one I think I think Jimmy Graham will have a good game here we'll have a blow, blow up blow up game he's <coughs> excuse me seen his targets rise over the last couple of weeks uh, and as we know, the Giants can't cover tight ends. They've given up 390 receiving yards to the tight ends position and the and six TDs, which is the most. So uh, certainly expect Jimmy Graham to have a nice game here. Doug Baldwin will have a nice game out of the slot as well, or even if he goes outside. Obviously, Giants gave the play call in. They took the play call in, calling duties off uh, Ben McAdoo last week. So they, it just shows how much how much different they were. Um, their offensive line. Their group there had had a much better game. Orleans Darkwell has had 
a good game. We'll probably be the lead back in this one. So potentially play, obviously we know Seattle have struggled against the run this season. So Orleans Darkwire is, is an okay start. Sterling Shepard, watch the injury report for him. I think you have if you start, if he plays, you have to play him because there's no one else there apart from Ingram. But fantasy-wise, you're going to start Russell Wilson. You're going to start Jimmy Graham and Doug Baldwin, probably even Tyler Lockett as well because Russell Wilson does like to spin it around a little bit. From a running back perspective, I think I think you sit all of them. I don't think CJ Process may come back as well, but I think you just need to wait a week or two just to see how this one plays out. I mean, my personal opinion is Thomas Rawls will still take over at some point and um, Eddie Lacey will just will be dumped, be put back in the dumpster again. Uh, I th- think you can start uh, Seattle defence and Orleans dark heart, and that's, pre- that's pretty much it for me. Evan Ingram as well, obviously. Because um, he's especially in PPR, because he's going to be the one that gets all the targets. Game of the week, Sunday night football is obviously the Super Bowl rematch from last year. Uh, I think it'd be another high-scoring game. Atlanta travel to Foxborough to play New England. Obviously, we've uh, it's been well documented how bad the Pats' defense is. They allow 323 pass yards per game, 6.9 yards per play, and they allow 447 total yards per game which is obviously the worst so I think you can fire up pretty one, pretty much everyone from Atlanta's side of the ball both running backs, most of the wide receivers Hudo Jones should finally get in the end zone in this one, if he doesn't I think you can officially start panicking uh, but I think Chris Hogan had a quiet game last week, obviously I think he just had the one catch um, but I think from a running back uh, I think you can sit Gillisley in this one actually uh, Dion Lewis, James White, and Rex Burkhead might make a return in this one. So I think it's just it's a it's a muddy backfield. Eh? It's not really clear who's going to be a high scorer. But certainly Dion Lewis had is probably been the best of of those last couple of weeks. So I'm quite happy to start in James White. In uh, sorry, Dion Lewis, James White. Maybe you can you can start as well in in PPR. So um, again, yeah, high scoring. So you can you can start all the wide receivers uh, with confidence because the they're not the greatest of defenses either side of the ball here. So. Should be a fun one to watch. Monday Night Football is an NFC, a big NFC East game. Uh, Washington travel to Philadelphia. Uh, after week one, uh, when Philadelphia it went to, obviously, Washington, I think Philly are looking for the first sweep uh, of Washington since 2013. Kirk Cousins, though, has been, he's, he's now in the groove. Last couple of games, he's, he's been pretty decent. He's uh, first in yards per attempt and passer uh, rating. So, since... I think since the last couple of weeks. So uh, it's in the backfield. Rob Kelly may come back in this one, but I'd expect more of Chris Thompson uh, and then maybe Rob Kelly next week. Kirk Cousin has a good opportunity to exploit the Eagles secondary here, but it's quite hard to trust. It's, it's, it's always the same in, in fantasy this year for Washington. You, know, you can trust the quarterback, but you can't really tr- trust any of the wide receivers. Maybe Terrell Tra- Pryor has a, has, a, has a good game here. Um, but obviously you've got, no, you've got Terrell Pryor, uh, Ryan Grant, Jamison Crowder, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Josh Stockson. So there's, there's too many mouths to feed there. So it's, if you if you own any of those, it's gonna it's gonna be a speculative punt on those if if you start in them. So certainly expect another good game for Carson Wentz here. Um, Washington are second only to New York Giants uh, covering the tight end position. So uh, they've they've given up 407 yards, or 81 yards per game to the tight end position. So Zach Hurts, who's been one of the best tight ends this season, uh, both in, in NFL and fantasy, will have another good game. I think uh, they're obviously susceptible without Norman. And, so I think certainly Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey could have good games in this one. So Carson Wentz has, has certainly grown into his position in that offense there. So just to run over the fantasy uh, starters there, you've got uh, Kirk Cousins, 
Chris Thompson. Uh, I think probably start Jordan Reed as well. Um, on the Philadelphia side, Carson Wentz, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, and Zach Hurts. I think from the running backs there, I think you don't really know what's going on. Uh, Corey, Cl- um, oh, what's his name? Wendell Smallwood, Wendell Smallwood should be back for this one as well. So again, it just crowds the backfield a bit more because obviously you've got Corey Clement there and LeGarrette Blunt. So that rounds up your week seven outlook. Let is, let's move on to electing to punt. So let's just quickly rattle through these then. So we've got, what have we got? So money line, I've gone for, there's quite a lot I've gone for here. So I've gone for Carolina to beat Chicago. Tennessee to beat Cleveland, Seattle to beat the Giants, uh, Philly to beat Washington, Dallas to beat San Francisco. Quite a lot of road teams this week. Uh, and Minnesota, shall I add Minnesota in? Uh, no, let's not. Just in case, case Keenum has a bad game, let's not. Let's not do those. So, gone for those five there. Um, I think it comes out about eleven to two uh, for for those five. So. Handicap-wise, gone for Carolina minus three, Dallas minus six, Seattle minus four, although I actually really hate that, Seattle minus four. Oof, shall I take that out? I'll take Seattle minus four out. Yeah, I think we'll take Seattle minus four out. Okay, so we'll go Carolina, Dallas, uh, minus three, minus six, respectively. Um, and the Cardinals, I really like the Cardinals, actually, this week, plus, plus three and a half there. So you've got about, what, we've got one, two, three. And also, I'm going to take Miami. Uh, minus three as well, so there's four there, so that's usually about eight, eight to one ish. One, two, four, eight, yeah, it's about usually about eight to one there. So good luck with those. Um, let's go with total points. So I've gone over in the London game, Arizona versus the Chargers. Uh, sorry, the Rams. Uh, I've gone under in the New Orleans Green Bay game, 47.5 is the line. I think that would be under. I think that would be a, uh, a bit more a battle than, than that line maybe suggests. Uh, I've gone over in the Dallas San Francisco game because you always go over in a Dallas game. The line there is 48.5. Uh, and I've find for the four the fourfold I've gone for Jacksonville and uh, Indianapolis. I've gone under forty three and a half points there because I think if Fournette sits, I think defense of Jacksonville will kind of control the game and they're just gonna sort the clock. So I don't, I don't see many points being scored in in this one. So uh, those four uh, comes up to twelve to one for those four. So from a TD perspective, uh, the still the absolute mortgage bet of the weekend, Christian McCaffrey two to one to, to score any time. That's now that's with Unibet. I mean, he's generally around five to four, but um, to, if you can get the if you have a Unibet account, two to one for McCaffrey to score any time is an absolute steal. Um, just for those that I really fancy um, him to get, to have a few touchdowns in this game, so two two or more at nine to one appealed. Uh, Des Bryant eleven to ten to score any time. I think is a great bet as well. Uh, Lashawn McCoy. Uh, for Buffalo, we'll finally get in the end zone, as will Julio Jones. They're both four to five. Uh, and to, just to bulk up the odds a little bit, I've gone for Jimmy Graham uh, of the Seahawks. Uh, obviously, we know how bad uh, New York Giants are coming at tight ends. So uh, for just a touch over t- uh, two to one there, I thought was pretty good. So good luck with whatever you're betting on today. So let's uh, for two minute drill, let's have a look at your starts and sits of the week. Okay, so let's start with your starts of the week. I think the start of the week is obviously going to be Matt Ryan we, uh, going to Foxborough. Obviously, that New England defence is absolutely awful. Uh, and also, my, my sit from a QB perspective is going to be Jameis Winston travelling, obviously, Tampa to Buffalo. And, you know, he, he's not thrown all week, so he could potentially, if he does play, he, he could potentially struggle there against, against that Buffalo defence. Uh, the running back position, my starts of the week are Sean McCoy, and Christian McCaffrey, both in nice spots there. And I think, again, they're, they're both getting the end zone. So, obviously, that's why they're starts of the week. My sits, from a running back perspective, are going to be anyone from the New York Jets. Just just 
leave that three-headed monster alone. I don't think uh, Miami Rush defense is pretty decent, so I don't, I don't think they're going to get any production there. And obviously they're traveling to uh, the Sunlight, uh, is it Sunlight Stadium. I, don't, I think they've changed the name of that, haven't they? Um, but anyway, they travel to Miami. So wide receivers, I'm going to go for start of the week is Des Bryant. Uh, I think he's just just going to eat all day. I think this week, and I say the San Francisco 49ers may bottles the cup a little bit actually. So I think Dak Prescott uh, will look to throw to Des. Uh, sit of the week at the wide receiver position is going to be T.Y. Hilton. Obviously had a bad game last week. I certainly expect him to struggle against those those uh, corners in Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye of Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, tight end position. My start of the week is going to be Jimmy Graham. Obviously, I just think he's got a really good matchup there. Um, and who's the other tight end I actually quite liked? I can't remember what his name is. Um, Zach Hurts, I think, will obviously have another good game as well. So... Those are the two that tight end, but tight end position is a bit difficult really because you, you look at all the tight ends. It's not pretty much who's start of the week. It's not who's going to get a goose egg or who's going to be awful. It's who's going to be just average to be honest. They're going to be starts of the week. So my sits, uh, Kobe Flino obviously is pretty much can sits sits for everyone else. You know, it, I scoured all the teams as I was looking at this, and there's lots lots of players there that you know I'm not interested in Jesse James. I'm not interested in Austin Hooper, even though they're playing at New England. I'm not interested in Denver's tight ends. I'm not interested in New York Giants. Uh, no, I'm not interested in Giants. Austin Sven Jenkins obviously have a good game, but you know Baltimore, Minnesota, Carl Rudolph maybe, but yeah, they're all just tight end is just a dumpster fire this year. So. I don't, don't even know why I bothered doing a start, a start or a sit for them, but anyway, there we go. Uh, defensive side of the ball, uh, we're going to go with start of the week for defense. What should we go? Um, I think we'll go. I think we'll go Miami or Jacksonville. I think they'll be the, probably the better two, the better two defenses this week. Uh, I'd certainly sit the Tampa Bay defense. I'd certainly sit the Green Bay defense. Um, what other defenses are we starting? Uh, Arizona probably sit those as well. Uh, Rams would sit because uh, that's going to be a high-scoring game that one. So, that's like I say, if you uh, good luck with your week seven fantasy matchups and your punting, if you get involved, that will do it for the show. We'll be back on Wednesday where we will review all of these matches. So enjoy the rest of your day. Remember, if you want to get in touch with the show at Full Ten Yards on Twitter, Full Ten Yards at gmail.com. Leave us a message on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, enjoy the NFL football and. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com